And I laughed because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak hear the trippy music, you know it's time for Some Call Me Tim. No, Some Call Me Tim, the fantastic show that happens every Wednesday at 2 o'clock, where Pam Benjamin, myself, truly, interviews a different person every week about what they believe in. What do they believe in? Uh, special guest today, Zach Believes, I think he believes in something. We, I know you believe in the back patio. And uh, he is with us today. Thanks for joining us, Zach. Thanks for having me, Pam. Here on... Some call me Tim. So you can see I, I, po- I posted this for you today. There's oh, yeah, uh, Jesus flipping you off. Good stuff. Uh, thanks for joining us. Some Call Me Tim is called Some Call Me Tim because it's in reference to Monty Python and the Holy Grail and Tim the Enchanter. And he says, there are some who call me Tim. And um, and in the search for Holy Grail, they're looking for something that they believe in, but it's totally a joke. And God has this big mouth, puppet mouth, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then it ends up falling apart and being nothing at the end anyway. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, what religion is or stuff like that so uh we usually start this show by asking do you believe in jesus no no he not never historically, existed not not on any level Ooh, this is new usually people go oh we existed as a person but you say totally made up it just doesn't ring true i don't know like, complete falsitude didn't walk on water no curing leopards leopards it's just lepers. like conspiracy theories in general i just it just doesn't ring true like, jesus is a conspiracy theory that's great no i mean i guess it makes i've never thought of it that way jesus has a conspiracy theory that everyone just sort of believes in it and yeah we I mean, all go oh. even the disciples like i've never known like people that think they're smart to agree on anything so what there would be disciples thinking they're under this dude like this doesn't ring true you don't feel like you've ever followed anybody like that you would what so man the hubris of man is too great to actually follow someone ever or people who follow people are weak and that's not well I mean I guess that's why we've invented religion in the first place to control each other even having all the hubris we have you know right control each other are we actually going to do a double Zach attack on this this would be crazy I'll be Zach too uh spelling it differently usually the Zach too you were here first. Too. <laughs> drinking a bigger bottle of beer too. Zach three then. We're Zach all three. drinking. We're all drinking, drinking different shitty beers. It's I so fun. I think initially, like uh, religious stuff came from uh, like insecurity. Mm. There was like, I mean, at some point, somebody's like, "Why are we here?" And nobody. I think it's hilarious that there's not a fucking indigenous uh, population anywhere that was like. Yeah, maybe we're just here. Maybe. We just... No, they all invented something. They all invented something. I was, I was just sublimating violence. Like, it was just, you know, a way I, to make I think, violence uh, seem, like, not completely arbitrary. Whoa. 
You think violence is completely arbitrary? Uh, well, it's self-centered, you know, at any rate. Violence is self-centered. Is it, though? Because usually I find that violence is something that's forced upon you from an outside source, and you're forced to create violence, which is against your own nature. I don't think that the violence comes from inside. Now we're all animals. We're animals. animals and animals are capable of violence? Yes, absolutely. <sighs> well, I don't think this as such. I mean, that's like anthropomorphizing them. It's like violence is our word. Right. They, they just yeah, yeah. animal it up. They just do it. They just eat whatever they, they they just tear it up. Yeah. I mean, but even like the idea of like a Jesus is anthropomorphizing something too. It's like this idea of like the Son of God and something like immaculate. You know. Well, yeah. Why do we? Why do we have to find a vision? Well, and in every religion, we find something, and like they're perfect, and then they're deified. Then you know, it's like Buddha was Siddhartha who was just a guy, right? But then he sat at the Bodhi tree and only ate a grain of rice for 30 days or something, and then he turned into this big fat guy. Like, I don't get it. But, I mean, that's like selflessness embodied. You know? Is eating, is starving yourself for your, to reach? He was a rich dude that, like, saw the oh, other side. Oh, right, you know, right, like right, he, right. He had empathy for... Yeah, and he pursued it. So you don't believe in Buddhism? You don't believe in any of them? Well, I mean, not the dude. I mean, the dude's, like, just a, like a category, like a dotted line around the seated fat guy you know? oh right okay it, it could be anybody do you ever think like how are there so many millions and billions of people though that support and believe in like does that make us weird or does that make them weird because i'm looking at it going you guys are crazy people that there's all these like that the, you've got the hindus and the buddhists and they're all you know oh i'm the weird one i'm wrong but i was born in suburban california in the bay area so oh. you know very like specific so you get to have mindset, you know? yeah, it's so you get to be a soulless monster luxury yeah of, of having this opinion you know well and so why not flaunt it right so do you you but you're not a person that believes in nothing you just don't believe in the i believe in ethics not morals whoa Th- these are this is high concept that's right i like that uh, ethics not morals but <sighs> any anything and uh, i think this is where like religion got took is where somebody uh because nobody nobody ever said we're just fucking people we're just here uh somebody just took that took took whatever beautiful thing they wrote and just took it to manipulate other people and that will happen with everything Mm -hmm. it'll happen with morals it'll happen with ethics Mm -hmm. you know i mean they all start out like good good ideas good like fucking ways to live your life somebody just hijack it but then why there's a time when not eating pork was a great idea yeah yeah, right because trichinosis (laughs) right right they well they they hang out in their own poo and you get the trichinosis it's hard to clean them yeah so is that the is that when the switch happens is it's for safety like i think so so people start making rules that become morals because of safety. Yeah, well, so, I mean, potato salad has been brought into that fold. You know, don't right. Eat the potato salad. Or sex. <laughs> I guess there's so much in religion where they condemn sex is because they don't want you to have children out of wedlock, or I, I they don't want you to. A lot of it is to. trying to convey good ideas through things. So like they're like, ah, nobody fuck, and everyone's like, well, fuck you. And you're like, well, God said if you fuck, and they're like, well, okay, okay, you know, it's like that thing. But then how how do you? how do you convince the masses that especially of like how, do we, how did everyone decide not to eat pork I understand it made people sick or that's the other yeah. thing Jews don't eat shellfish and, and that's weird now there's certain things I understand like okay so 
the Hindus, they throw their dead people into the river and then they're eaten at the mouth of the river and at the Indian Ocean by these enormous crabs. And these crabs are prized by the Chinese because they have huge pincers, huge, huge, like 40 pound claws that are deliciously filled with yummy meat. And why? Because they eat dead people. I think that's why the Jews didn't like shellfish is that they're bottom feeders. They eat dead shit and then they taste delicious. Isn't that like cannibalism with extra steps? It is. It's yeah. like an extra step in cannibalism, kind of. Except that, I mean, we do that to pigs, too. I guess pigs can eat. We've, you've all seen yeah, Snatch. Yeah, they're frighteningly similar to us. Yeah. Pigs a lot of can eat humans. Yeah. But what, what's wrong with cannibalism? I, I agree. See, that's Well, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's a dead here, thing. Yeah, you yeah, eat right. it. But there are some ethics involved. <laughs> I mean, are there? Are there ethics involved in eating humans? Why? We eat cows. We eat pigs. We eat... Well, I mean, for me personally, I, I wouldn't necessarily mind the desecration of my dead body, but some people might, you know, and you got to put yourself in their position. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. You know. Right. Jeez. I would, see, now I'd be super down for it. I think it'd be the best way to go. I don't want to be cremated. I'd kind of like to be, and I, I don't want to be embalmed, that's for sure. Because I don't believe, I don't, oh, this whole embalming thing that somehow got mixed into church and became a thing that you have to see the body after it's dead, but bodies start to bloat after a while, so, ooh, let's fill it with weird stuff. They used to do it even back in the day, like memification with cotton and all that kind of stuff, and I guess in Haiti, they people could be dead for 30 days, and they just sort of prop them up and hang out with them because it's a human thing that you still want to like hang out with the dead person i don't see i don't i don't it's, get it's all that clingy. it's clingy like ah oh, that was that was tom hey, hey come on don't be mean to tom i like tom all right hey it's still tom it's still kind of tom the whole open casket viewing let's makeup all let's all look at tom yeah, it's tom also great. like putting effort and energy into the idea that there's an afterlife so it's mm. like this is how much i believe there's an afterlife i'm dressing you up for it you know right wearing coat and tail you know, right i'm gonna hat and all that I'll see tom off yeah, yeah you, you know, want to yeah. put the special Get some rouge just right you know like well and the and the by all your artifacts your artifacts yeah. the uh <laughs> the smile the vikings face. did some horrible weird shit like when someone died they'd take a virgin and she was actually excited about it she's it would be like a thing like you get to spend eternity in valhalla with the dead guy and so they volunteer themselves to be murdered and put on the pyre like with their favorite dog and and then they you know light the whole thing on fire but women would volunteer i read this book this account of like 982 and it's this guy comes it's a it's a book that was translated and a muslim guy comes to the vikings and sort of travels around with them for a while and they turned it into a movie the 13th warrior and it was really bad with um antonio banderas it was just terrible because he's not even like middle eastern anyways so it's a great story but the worst the most horrific part and they don't show it in the movie they talk about it in the book is when they the girl who says, oh, I'll get sacrificed to be on his pyre, and she willingly does it. First, they all rape her. They, all, the, all his friends get to have sex with her, and then they kill her, and then they burn her, because the other guy was dead. Anyways, they do this in the name of religion and afterlife, and that's just so funny to me that it's like, even alive people believe it enough that they'd be like, yeah, 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 kill me. I want to be with him forever in Valhalla. Well, I guess that's the other side of like not believing in religion is that I hold on to this life almost irrationally. Mm. So. You know, so I, yeah. you know, I'm not going to sacrifice myself for any damn idea, you know, like, where, you know, I'm not going to go on any pyre anytime soon. Right. 
from any ball. But yeah. you don't seem like you seek. Well. You don't seem like I you know. seek safety. <laughs> you don't. You don't seem like a guy that seeks safety. You're not. You're not like I'm trying to protect my life by doing things. You mostly you like live your life completely. In, unfortunately, yeah, that that is. Yeah, you're right. I did go for broke. Right. But you're not because you're. <laughs> And then, and, and but it's not it, for an idea, okay? It's for it's for <laughs> general I'm general sacri- ethics. Sacrificing myself for the abyss, you know. For the abyss. I mean, it's totally an idea. an idea, though. Damn it. <laughs> Zach has a theory about um, taking drugs that you don't. You just the way you don't get addicted to drugs is that you keep switching what drug you take all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that's, just, that's not. Isn't uh, that what it is? That's how you standards per- and practices. You preserve your life about. forever. Yeah, you're talking about me, Zach, too. No, no, no. He it sounds like. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like twins. What was I on? They both have. Yeah, yeah blonde I mean, you hair. can only like just uh, uh, change change your if 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 you are developing a habit for a thing that is. Uh, intuitively wrong. You just switch a habit real quick, and then you'll drop that habit, and you just get out. So, but the, you're like committing a crime upon yourself and your own addiction, right? So you're spiting yourself. Probably, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's fine. Yeah. You, you just like you, uh, you just edge the pain. You just like fucking just buffer a little bit on sine and cosine, uh-huh. and eventually you're like, I can get out here. And then okay. you just fucking cut it. I find I find the best time to quit doing drugs, just if you want to stop doing drugs for a while, is uh, when you have a cold. Oh. <laughs> you're gonna feel bad anyway, right? And you just eat that up and the whole thing, and then you'll you can fucking walk out, oh. <laughs> walk right out the front door. I always smoke pot when I'm sick. Uh, you said something about spite, and one of the first times that Zach and I ever had a long conversation on the back patio of Menders, you said that the best des- and the most important decisions of your life have been made out of spite. Oh, that's absolutely can you, true. Can you tr- talk to that a little bit? How? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, when I'm told that I can't do something, obviously I want to prove that wrong, you know, and I, right. most of my, yeah, most of my most impactful decisions have been made out of spite, like moving to the East Coast for college was because a college guidance counselor told me I would never get into a certain school, which I then got into. I didn't even right. know the damn thing existed. But spite <laughs> is a powerful motivator. And once I did know it existed and was above me, I had to go attack it. So, it, but it, how does spite work into your ethics? Because isn't, doesn't spite seem kind of like one of those, like the hippies would be like, why feast on bad emotions? You want to keep it all positive, man. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I'd say it's like a response to something that I think is ethically a faux pas which is to tell somebody that you, they can't do something right you know? uh, so it's me reacting to to that so that's how it works Justice. that would fit in, fit in the ethical chain I mean spite alone is it's just great because you're doing something completely impulsively for one for one little slight you know, right. one little chink in your armor and you're just imme- immediately gonna like make a completely life-changing decision about it you know uh, without any kind of research or you know, so a did clear you, idea of where you're going. Did you ha- hate the East Coast? Or um, did you like it? No, I, I, I loved it eventually, like because, <laughs> uh, and only in retrospect, mm. um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a cold place full of people that are like really concerned about what side of the block you're from, and like, oh. really, I, I just consider it to be picking over a dead corpse, you know. Then again, I mean, that's me having the luxury of that opinion growing up in California, right, right, the sixth largest economy. In yeah, as we learned on the last show, isn't that amazing? We're so, I mean, it's true. We're really gifted and things are lovely here. It's kind of hard to be like on a day like today, like, oh, 
Life sucks. It wasn't just uh, porn and vegetables. That was. I mean, it's also the militaries here. You know, so there oh. is like you know violence that's sublimated into this sunny picture of California. You know, I just, I just, I hate violence. Even bar fights make me confused and sad. Like I just, I don't like when people. When um, Jonathan yells at people in the car because he has road rage oh, and they're doing rage, something yeah. stupid, and uh, some of the, the only fights we've ever had pretty much are because he's driving crazily, and then he yells at someone outside the window, and I'm like, please, just not out my side of the window, right. like, because I, I feel don't... like you end up owning the tension too. You know, it's like now the tension's in your car, whereas it would have just been right. out there on the street. Well, I just don't. I just don't. I don't like yelling at people. I don't like being a part of someone else who's yelling at someone. Like that's how far removed right. I like to be from violence. Right. Like I can't even right, right. I can't even be in the car while someone else is yelling at someone for, you know. And it's kind of a forgettable thing. Everybody's like, "Yeah, whatever. You're driving, you yell at things." But I'm like, when you yell out your car, like I've been walking on the sidewalk and when I hear yelling, I get a little tense, you know? Cuz I don't know if they're yelling at me or if I did something or if it's someone else or I'm like, "Why do we have to yell?" I'm just sort of like super pacifist or maybe I'm just a big pussy I don't know and is that a bad thing I just I don't understand why we actually can't all get along I know what you mean Pam right I can't what talk about your tell us about your sidewalk politics tell everybody in the world what this uh, means well guys all right, how to so, change their lives for the better <laughs> sidewalks in this city have just gotten out of control we have to walk behind each other and make room for people coming in the other direction. It has to happen. It has I mean, to happen. We are not off to see the wizard. It does not like fourfold linking arms. The pecking order of your little crew who has to drop behind and who walks ahead. This is not something that's indicative of your place in the world or your ranking on some sort of social media. Because I do have to blame social media to a certain extent like I, I really think for people who don't know how to walk on the sidewalk yes exactly because they Just feel so complete, important and also a complete uh, accompanying lack of awareness of surroundings so um, but yes this is just an easy lesson when you're seeing people coming towards you and you're on the sidewalk and you're in a group you don't all have to be walking three abreast right. you can sort of drop back Violent. and assume a formation such that everybody can pass right please please for the love of God uh, yeah, well, what's happening right now with our as we as we progress farther technologically, why are we backsliding so in our like personal interactions with one another? And even manners used to be so important, mm-hmm. like etiquette and manners used to be everything. I and suddenly like the, we don't give a fuck. The, I think the the dimension or the plane on which we are existing is not in the physical. So you Absolutely. know, people don't have to pay attention to those types of P's and Q's because they're interacting on, in a different or because, like on a different plane. Because the different plane is the internet There's plane. Right. So they yeah, exist yeah, exactly. in the internet as they're existing exactly. in. Exactly. And that's becoming more and more socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean... And uh, I, I think a large part of that is the uh, the ability to control uh, fucking second world or whatever. You know, like the internet world. Like you can't... You, you can't... You have a hard time... Uh, walking around and typing but if you could do that while you're walking around looking it's just like you're thinking yeah you know what i mean yeah. but so it's a it's a it's a control method that we have not developed yet which is p- probably uh you know like manifested uh psychic abilities where you just fucking think things and then uh, your thing sends them off and then it comes back and you receive the thoughts 
Yeah, I mean, individuality is eventually going to be, you know, sort of deemed irresponsible. Oh, that's intense. Yeah. Personal integrity is now illegal. Yeah, so I mean, like you have to join the group. You don't. Right, exactly. You you have to have the group think. Join join or die, kind of. You have to have the group think, otherwise you don't. Was it the Borg or some shit? Right, the Borg. Yeah, (laughs) you will be assimilated. Some Star Trek. You will assimilate. Yeah, (laughs) that's such a good show. I hate. Yeah, it's (laughs) the Borg is serious. Uh, I was gonna ask a question, and now I forgot. Um, it wasn't about assimilation. It was about (laughs) warring against ourselves. Oh, Second Life. There are there are worlds within worlds that people pay money for too to be a part of and are really into like We're talking about strip clubs now. No, there are strip clubs in Second Life. <laughs> so that's the thing is that in I feel like it's sad that we are creating these new realities where people can hide on the internet and they can have a morality of their choosing because it it doesn't matter because it's in this separate world. Mm-hmm. But then when you have kids who are killing themselves because of shit that happens on Facebook, so like where do we draw the line but more But what if we're that right now? What if this is that? What if this is second world for fucking some other thing and it just keeps going wrong because people are fucking disgusting? <laughs> well, that's the thing. In the second, I think that it should the be a whole book telling people how to not be disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should tell people. <laughs> the, the, the whole concept. Some sort of, some yeah, sort of tone. Thick I don't believe in a fractal. The whole, the whole concept of Second Life is almost like the same con- co- concept of Westworld. Is that once you have enough freedom and, and there are no morals, all we're going to want to do is fuck robots and kill them. Like we get to fuck fake, fuck and kill fake things. Now, I don't agree with that because I'm, I wouldn't, I would never fuck a rope that's not true i would never <laughs> i would never kill a robot yeah. but what You've i never would never that? okay the, the concept that, that shit. i would not we if i went to westworld i would not kill robots i would not because it just like people the whole point is that oh they're just like people but instead of killing real people you get to kill robots but it's the same common concept as in these second life Look games and these things you get to have your own morality you can be a slut you can make your avatar like you could be a slut on social on Second Life, you could be a big-breasted, big-vaginaed. People pay you money to have sex with you in a fake world, so that you get to have whatever. And you, maybe you could kill. Them. Can you kill them in Second Life? Probably. I don't know, but they, they, they these things exist, and it's weird. Yeah, I mean, they have like a computerized arm that makes lattes now. Do you tip the thing? Wow, <laughs> there's a. Com- do you use it for a hand job? Is that do. what's gonna happen? Is, is, t- is tipping like you know ah, like completely separate from there being a human on the other end? It's what you do? That's fucking. Have you ever? Well, then that's a that's a ethics question. Is not tipping ethically wrong? Well, they, I mean, there's a lot of situations where we it's just practice not to tip. But when you think about it, you should probably be tipping because you tip in a different context for the same service. You know. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we've gotten into, like, tipping baristas heavily, you know, which is, like, I think that's nice. But then again, like, you know, baristas? Really? Like, how did that work? Right, work the, out, the you know? coffee it became, person. like, something where I can't even just walk in even after having 10 years of experience in the service industry. If I can't make latte art, I ain't a barista. You if know you can't make latte <laughs> you know art. Like, like, yeah. It, it, it's, people will, like, create these kind of, like, levels of elitism, even surrounding goddamn you know, Co- drawings and foam, you know? Right. My, my friend um, used to pride herself on being a latte artist, and uh, she was taking pictures of all of them, and she was like, I want to make a coffee table book of my latte art. 
And I was like, you know, there might actually be a market for that. I could actually see people like being excited to look at pictures of coffee. Or if like she was writing poetry, that's what it was. She would write words in the coffee and then she put them together in a book that made a poem. And the coffee was still hot. Yeah, that's how they ended. I'm sure like Maurice Sendak in the coffee. And his, and his dinner was still hot. It's the end of the, where the wild things are. If you remember. Yeah, Anybody that movie remember? sucked. That was a bad it, Yeah, it was a terrible movie, but it's a beautiful yeah, book. Yeah. And it's, uh, that's, I, I morally object to I think I got rid of like books. all my American apparel hoodies like after watching that movie. I was like, I don't even want to be associated with like sobbing 20 year olds. It's like, you know, with like, <laughs> <laughs> like pseudo beards ever again. Like, all right, American apparel. Off. So what is the worst, what is the worst thing about people in San Francisco right now? question um they think they are safe they're safe the bubble they don't see the bubble yeah because i mean if it is a bubble in that sense then it's also a karmic bubble so you have to like i mean i think it is a great karmic bubble i think karma actually works here even devoid of me like being you know sort of having a lot of superstitions or believing in any kind of like occultism or whatever you want to call it supernatural stuff like karma does work here i mean like sure. you, you don't make enemies you're gonna see them on muni the next day like you just don't make enemies you know it's just the way that san francisco works seven by because seven. it is a bubble the seven by seven you know you got water on three sides and then like you know daily city on the other and it's like you know it is sort of a bubble so karma does work in that kind of closed system but then people assume the safety of the bubble without participating uh, uh. in you know the the fabric of what goes on here i feel like there's a lot of people that don't even touch the street it's just from condo to uber to oh wow know, something that was advertised to them like you know on the internet so it's just, are you talking just, about tourists or people who actually, people live, actually here? live here yeah, yeah i mean and live is fully in quotes at that point to mm -hmm. me but i'm wrong and i know i'm wrong because like i've watched things change to the point where i know that i'm wrong i mean right when i saw the first like uh, iPod commercial that was like those brightly colored billboards with people right. like, silhouetted dancing with like wires coming out of their ears yeah. like I knew that culture was taking a certain direction that I would not be joining in you know? right 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 <laughs> ever right. since then it's like I do you like, have a smartphone no hell either do I okay okay I mean I don't like touch screen anything I don't like, either anyway. you know like when it fails it's made to it break it really fails you it's, know? Like, yeah it's done, made to break you know? so yeah. I, mean, I like buttons, but that, I mean, me, it sounds stupid. No, I'm the same. Mouth, I'm know? the like, same way. No, I, mean, I, I know. I know I'm wrong. Just for, no, no, I agree like, with you. I, I think that touchscreen technology is actually made out of the dead souls of Chinese babies. Right, I think it takes like eight dead Chinese babies. Major like, crabs. What was, was it? The, the yeah. crabs, the, the huge, crabs. <laughs> huge soylent green crabs. Yeah. Oh my God. They're prized in China. They're amazing. Yeah, okay. And they're made with the dead souls of Hindi people in the and they bathe in that river of dead people and it's like part of their religion it yeah. trips me out like i wouldn't look at a river and be like this has we have ascribed meaning to this therefore i am going to wade past the garbage and the finger and i'm going <laughs> to bathe in the water to live forever right, right. and also like, though does that what? make people sick are people getting sick from that of course they are they're getting prions and look, mad people disease look at the fucking <laughs> Look at if if you look at any pictures of China now or anything that's now Zach doesn't watch TV so he doesn't nope. Zach one Zach one doesn't neither of us do we can harm no no TV so when you if you see anything any news sites or any pictures at all from China it's like there's a haze it's like the worst 
apocalyptic LA smog you've ever seen. It's you can barely see it. It's almost like there's a diffused filter that you're looking through because the air quality is so atrocious. Sounds like Modesto. Also, <laughs> though, uh, China is uh, they they are leading the planet in reforestation. That's great. <laughs> they're like ah, I think I think we fucked up, and they're they're stopping it. They're they're trying to stop it. Good, good. More plants. We're, I mean, we're de- we're definitely, this is all coming to an end soon, I believe. We've, I feel like if plants move faster, we'd probably treat them different. Like, you know, like, <laughs> if they could get you, yeah. I mean, if, you know, just if we were like, just if the time signatures were just a little evened out, you know, just by a little bit, so we could start to perceive that they make directional kind of like movements and, yeah, yeah. right have, toward like, the sun, have a little bit of intention with what they do. Like, we, if you could make like, a oh, plant, shit. like, you know, if like, you could make a tree flinch, yeah, that kind just that a little knows. bit, yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. Your perceivable, like, you know, kind of. I yeah, love viney things. on their time signature. I feel like vegetarianism would make a lot less sense, you know, like, <laughs> as like, you know, like a, something to be held above people. You know? Right. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, a veg- I, I'm a vegan. It's like, well, yeah. Right. You ca- now, now you that, hurt now plants. Flinching, are yeah. you still a vegan? Yeah. You know, like, so we you, all eat living things. We okay. all eat right, living right. things. Glad we're yeah. all clear. Well, I, I, was, I was just, I'm sort of like wrapped up in this whole like crab thing, you know, that, like. You know, because that seems disgusting to me, right? You know, it's like the the idea that they're eating dead bodies and then we would be eating them. But then again, like it's no more disgusting than any of the rest of the behaviors that we, you know, take part in every day. Like, what what are some of the disgusting behaviors that you see and you're like, oh, why, mm, like what we are eat we? so many spiders in our sleep. Like, you know, just in general, you get your hands dirty in this world. You know, sure. Like, yeah, it's impossible not to. I mean, I, I guess yeah. I'm just thinking about like, why do I have a moral, almost moral aversion to? the crabs and like you know they're giant pincers made of human flesh and I'm like <laughs> I'm like really in essence you know we all get our hands dirty in this world yeah a, I bite my nails so that's why and I ride muni so that's I either get sick or I don't or and I mm. I mean I don't think I get that sick very often yeah I rarely get sick and I'm disgusting <laughs> yeah I mean I'm seriously like it's like it's terrible where I, my fingers go and then how they end up in my mouth Not I think, I think it's a weird thing where uh, and I, I fight with this in my brain where I'm like uh, you know intention intention is a huge part of uh, like my my conclusion of what had happened like if uh, if you want to shoot somebody and then you shot them well if you want to shoot somebody you shot them uh, if you were just cleaning a gun you shot somebody that's an entirely different thing in my mind but outcome wise it's the same fucking thing yeah. it's the same thing and I think I think uh, my I think I'm trying to imply my mindset on other people which is an ego based thing and I don't like that uh, which makes me feel bad about everything. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no way out. If, uh, God damn it, there's no, there's no way out. Well, I mean, your only compass at that point is what feels lame. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, this feels stupid. You know, like yeah, that stance feels dumb coming out of my mouth. And that, that's the only thing that you know you have as a compass at that point. Well, that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to say that. Clean it's, more guns, my friend. <laughs> it's, it's better that you go with your own rather than... That's the whole thing that kills me about religion is that it's not something that's coming from inside of you. It's something that's externally ascribed to you right, by absolutely. someone else. Absolutely. And then you say, I believe these things 
that all these other people believe because right. of and that never works in law i mean like look at like labor relations so this city tried to make businesses pay health care benefits for their employees and the cutoff of hours per week that you have to work was 30 right and uh, i don't know if i'm right on the facts but you get the idea and so like immediately what do companies do 29 hours only schedule their employees 29 hours yeah. and that's to me that's the same as morality you know it's like sure. you know so the law is going to come from the outside and top yeah. down and so what are, what's everybody going to do they're going to do you know just enough to get around the law at the right time when the eye is watching you know right. whereas like ethics is something you have to carry around with you and you start talking about principle and stuff so i worked at a large corporation for many years and not many only four but uh it was incredibly sad because there was a person that was stealing from people at work and rather than deal with it head on they made us have meetings on we had a wednesday morning meeting every Wednesday and they started having meetings about ethics <laughs> and we're topic. sitting in this room <laughs> so and eating donuts and they're like let's talk about what are ethics and I'm like can we just accost the person can we just say like someone's stealing <laughs> stole. I'm like well the whole thing is I was like who's not here right now because the thievery always happens when we're at a meeting who's missing right. that's how we figure out we don't need to we don't need to talk about ethics we're fine the problem is that you've got us trapped in this room talking about ethics and someone's going through all our purses I mean it'd be like and it turned out that one of the people was on was doing a lot of methamphetamines and during they during the meetings, they were going through people's purses and stealing like $40 here, $20 yeah. there, trying to have people not notice. And I'm sitting there in the meeting, and then that person went behind me and tried to get me fired because I was like, I'm not trying to get you fired. I'm just trying to say, stop stealing from us at work. Like, right. you're, and anyway, so he got all upset and started this big campaign against me and tried to get me fired. And I'm like, stop being a meth head. That's so the wrong approach to get rid of me. Just stop stealing and I'll shut the fuck up. Anyways. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. But it was, it was the most ridiculous thing to be in a room full of people and have someone saying, let's talk about ethics. It seems so dumb. It's like, don't lie. Don't steal. Stop going through our purses. It's very, very easy. But to have to yeah. sit down with adults and, outline what ethics are oh, that reminds me of another one so sidewalk politics is one thing but please please people when you're going through a door in a public place just look over your damn shoulder <laughs> you know you never know i mean like it might save your life you know but it'll at least make you not the asshole Wait. once a week you know let's say you know that's a conservative ass slamming the door on a woman with look, a walker yeah, yeah. Look Can you? over your goddamn shoulder and that's gonna help you on you know intersections standing on corners as well look over that shoulder you know, just in general. Just a little look over the shoulder. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, no, no, don't be sorry. It's, it becomes like etiquette. It becomes this kind of like, you know, beseeching con condemnation, you know. <laughs> two foot radius. Well, the problem is that we want people to have a two foot radius because their radius is so much even smaller. But like if people could think about their body and two feet in front of them all the way around, then the sidewalk politics wouldn't be a big deal. You'd move out of the way. You'd yeah. be like, here's my personal space moving through space, through your personal space, being mindful of where we all are, mm. not slamming doors in people's faces, you know. Mm. But I, I think like if you see stupidity coming and you like work around it and like you know sort of compensate what you're doing to make sure that a stupid interaction doesn't happen, that's a form of giving. Is it not? That's a form of giving. Absolutely, <laughs> you accommodated somebody. Right. Yeah. Nothing yeah. happened. You know, nothing yeah. happened at all. They don't even notice you. But 
you know, you that, that's how you, it works. You sort yeah, of yeah. like ahead of Absolutely. time, like gave them a wide berth because you saw they were going to do something stupid. Turn around with that phone, look up, and then like start coursing diagonally across the sidewalk. Right. Like, oh God. I see yeah, that move, and I see that move. I know that move, and so coming yeah. out the door. So yeah, you've already gone into the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To I, I walk in the street birth. quite often. That is the easiest place. That is that is a form. You know, they should make they should make a new Fitbit, but it's like a karma bit, and it tracks your. You know, like unnecessary movement. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't run into that person. That right. makes me, but it, it tracks your karma points. You know, right. so you're like, ooh, I got a hundred karma points. That means I can. Well, think about how abrasive and how instantaneously so you are if you don't pay attention to those things and just start ramming through. I like, I oh, yeah. like, are collisions happening all the time on the sidewalks of San Francisco? Absolutely. Are, are there collisions just happening all the time? Absolutely. All the time. I've I've near missed collisions because of the people walking out the door and just not even looking to the left or right. They just exude from uh, some place and they're like, I'm the only person on the street. It's an, it's an entitled. It's stardom. Yeah. It's an entitlement <laughs> it's, thing. Yeah. It's, it's a stance of stardom. Yeah. Here, I, here I am on the street. <laughs> but it's that, it's just so funny to me because I understand that not, no one's really... I try to think about other people, but no one's really thinking about other people. So you've got this one side where junior high girls are like, everyone's thinking about me all the time. And you're like, no, they're actually not. And then you've got the other side that's like, everyone's thinking about me all, I'm thinking about me all the time. Therefore, everyone's thinking about me all the time. And then they get lost, they run into things like other people. At least they believe in a ranking system. So they believe in other people. You know, like, you know, they're just, they're not complete solipsists, you know. There's a ranking system. If you had to rank yourself on a scale of one to 10, where would you put yourself in like society with, let's say like manners, ethics, and sidewalk politics? Uh, well, no one wants to be number one, like, you know, up or down on any list. Cause you know, number one gets killed. Right, you know, right, uh, right. even number two is like you know these days. You, I don't know. You might be in line. You know what I mean? Especially with some yeah. of the presidents we're throwing you need up there. Be promoted. Yeah. Right. Exa- yeah. Exactly. So, I'd say three just to keep it safe. You know what I mean? Just you know, right. just Safety for first. my own feeling about numbers. Yeah. But um, but as far as like my awareness on the street, yeah, it's, it's almost acutely painful like uh, my awareness about sidewalk politics yeah I should probably give it a rest but no, I felt no, like it was no, somewhat apropos, apropos to like you know the, the conversation of ethics and morals and, and belief because you know I don't want to proselytize on the street about sidewalk politics that's right. hella lame right, know, right right yes yeah. well and I mean that's the thing usually I ask people the question you know do you have to be religious to be moral and we've already gone we don't have to talk about that here today but some people honestly do believe that it's the religion that makes them moral. Mm. So without following, it's like the laws and the prescripts of religion give them the opportunity to say, I'm entitled because I'm better than you because I follow these laws and these rules better than you do. Therefore, I'm better than you. I would never share my meth with them. <laughs> Goddamn straight. Never. It is meth is not a is not a drug that's easily shared. No, certainly not. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you don't want to lose your meth to me. That's that's. No, do you remember Here's that shard? Is your shard? Yeah. Do you remember the ad campaign that was I lost me to meth, and it was. They put it on all of. One the, of them looked just like my brother. It was awesome. Like uh, yeah, they it put just like it was on coasters. Coasters at bars. At bars. <laughs> Don't lose me to meth. Yeah, I lost me to meth. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. I lost, I lost me, and that's what people would do. They, 
black out things so it would say, I lost me meth. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you were like a patch on his arm. I lost meth. I lost me meth. <laughs> That's how I feel when I lose. I haven't done meth since I was 25, so I'm, I'm doing okay there. And meth, did you, ever, did you ever get into meth? No, no. No, good. Good think, for you. Thank you know whatever we're talking about. Well, do drugs do drugs play into morality or not at all? Like you can do Oh, well, I certainly, you know, started doing drugs with the idea that I wanted to find out anything magical about my existence in this world, you know. Rad. Hallucinogens in particular, I, you know, definitely used with the idea that it would be a transcendent experience and it was, you know. But I was trying, you know, like hell to escape my atheism if anything you know i wanted oh. to use those experiences to try to find like okay is this the last corner of existence and like you know consciousness right. where i can still find some goddamn magic you know and right to a certain extent yeah you know but it also felt like i was you know projecting my own beam onto a wall you know kind of deal so but sure. i mean at least there's some sort of like idea of like being a well or emitting at all you know and i don't know where that comes from so there's certain things that i take from drug experiences that you know, keep a little bit of hope alive that there's something past our, our current experience. But it still feels like it's all dimensional politics in a certain sense that it's like I value my own dimension that ah. I live in, you know, <laughs> at the expense of all the other ones that I'm letting go. But presumably they exist as well. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about nitrous? Nitrous was like um, something I experimented with like way early on. So... You know, we could get it like from one of these stores yeah, on Telegraph. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. was in Berkeley. Yeah, you know, we were like yeah, Smart and like, Final has the best deals yeah, actually. Also, yeah, like, they they gave me like, like, just, you know, yeah. like a balloon. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, so I mean, nitrous was something that was so short lived though that mm. um, you know it was more. It was almost like uh, you get the same effect out of inhaling helium and laughing about how your voice changed you know? right 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 although i feel like some of my best um freestyle rapping came from nitrous wow yeah. we used to do a thing where we'd make people sing karaoke and we'd give them a nitrous balloon and they had to finish the balloon before they finished their song yeah great. so they'd have to sing karaoke and do nitrous at the same time that was always fun yeah and uh because i find some of the most like esoteric moments of my life have been on nitrous because right before you're gonna pass out there's this like knowledge of seeing and knowing everything but oh, then wow. it's gone so quickly yeah, sure. and you're like I remembered it but then I forgot it again sure, yeah. but it's just that moment of awareness right before you're gonna pass out mm -hmm. when you're so the highness is almost that you're gonna pass out and there's some like weird consciousness where you're like I get it I, okay at least I feel I get it I see it and then it's gone and I'm like yeah. is it really that I'm just about to pass out and it's just that feeling and then right. it's like I guess that's what it is right but I mean you know there's a couple things we'll never know about and it's like the outside of our periphery what's behind you you'll right. never know what's behind you maybe that's where you. the ghosts live right but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, DMT was another informative experience where all of a sudden you're you know responsible for all these little brains in your body that keep your lungs breathing and your heart beating. And right. all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I gotta run, I gotta steer this ship. You know? like, so I, I used to just taking care of the brain part, and you know. I did. Uh, there was a point when I I stopped doing cocaine years ago, but there was a point where I just really stopped doing it. When that I did a bunch of it, and it was really early in the morning, and I really started freaking out. Yeah. And it's like 5:30 in the morning, and I call my best friend Katie, the doctor, the good doctor Katie, and I'm like. Katie, I have to, I'm afraid if I fall asleep, I won't be able to breathe. And I'm freaking out because I feel like I need to make myself breathe. And she's like, Pam, 
you're talking to me. You're fine. Yeah, right. Go to sleep. Right, right. <laughs> She's like, you, if you can formulate thought and right. have a conversation with yeah. me, you're breathing just fine. Yeah, Shut delivery. the fuck up. Don't call me on a Sunday at 5.30 in the morning. It's like the delivery of the message is undermining the message. Right. <laughs> so all the little computers in my body are like, pass out. We'll sleep. We'll breathe. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, no, I'm overriding the computer because I'm afraid I'm going to die, which was all a big conspiracy of nothing. And it just takes a doctor friend to be like, just uh, go to sleep. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's you know part of religion too is that we just need these people with the right like you we know, need trinkets the on their their head. Yeah. And, you know, just wearing say, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's yeah just be yeah, just be like they're there. They're yeah. there, you know. But people have done that to me. So there was a time when one of my friends, Mr. Poji, he usually calls into the show. We call him uh, old dumb face, but at his own volition. He's called me and been like, I'm, I'm so fucked up. I'm so fucked up. What do I do? And I'm like, you're talking to me on the phone. You're fine. Yeah. Go to sleep. Well, and, then, <laughs> I, and then there's another aspect of religion too, where now you're using the I'm same lesson. it too, on. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Stop freaking out, bro. You're fine. If you yeah. teach the kids to teach the kids, those other kids are going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. I've, I, I love making up theories and I mean, I try to make other people believe in my theories, my T-Rex theory or whatever. Oh, yeah, that, like dinosaurs are crock of shit. And, like, this well, no, that's... Oh, maybe that's The my, dragons. My <laughs> no, but the T-Rex, the bones were put back together wrong because of the hubris of man, because, of course, right. the biggest, coolest dinosaur, of course, we'd walk on two legs. But that's so dumb because they gave, we gave him a hip bone in order to make the legs be down instead right. of a breastbone to make his legs be up like huge beefy wings you dumb fucks <laughs> of course he was a dragon why do we have dragon mythology if there are no fucking dragons a t-rex was a dragon yeah, okay, this is my dumb. theory people are yeah. so dumb what they see <laughs> well and the thing is the bones could easily be put back together wrong because T-Rexes only lived in temperate places, so they weren't on like, the poles. All those like dinosaur discoveries were like from the time period of like you know like hoaxing. Right, I mean? yeah. nineteen nineteen eighteen. Brontosaurus not real. Do your funny voice. Do your funny voice with Obama. But it's now it's nineteen eighteen. Welcome to nineteen eighteen. Dinosaurs, well, they're real. We found them. Pterodactyls only small birds. The T-Rex you see stood on two legs like man. I, <laughs> I love that voice. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Obama giving out cell phones. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but there's I, I, I believe in magic still. Although I'm like I don't believe in an afterlife or whatever. I believe like all. If someone has a crazy theory about cats, I'm like yeah, fuck, I'll believe that. Yeah. You want to? Yeah, I work in the service industry. You have to be superstitious. It's like it's you'd be. Not not believing in your own experience if you weren't superstitious. You know what I mean. Your 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 experience will bear out superstition. You know? I yeah. Salt over the shoulder. A spilled fry means four people are gonna die. Is that yeah, how it was? No, it's just <laughs> every night has its theme. Like some nights it's like a parade of bad customer behavior. You know, like other nights it's the I want to take you to task for something that happened over the course of my day. Other times it's oh. like you know. I'm going to show you that I read a magazine in Forbes, you know, about this beer, you know, and like that kind of shit. Right, right. And you just get this herd of like all of that, you know, every, every night has its theme. And so that there's a certain amount of superstition that binds that all together. Like, well, uh, I think there's even, uh, the, the astrologically it all kind of works out and with the moons and full moons. Right, right, right. So my ex-husband was a veterinarian and whenever there was a full moon, 
they'd be four times as busy as any other night. Right. Why? I don't know. Because people are paying attention or because they're dumb. I don't know. It, it just full moons, all the crazies come in. It's the same thing with bars. Right. Exactly. If you ask a bartender and you're like, oh, it's a full moon, they'll be like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I think that full moon thing is just, it's kind of like evolutionarily learned. Where like uh, before before fucking candles, you had full moons. Right. Yeah, and everybody yeah. be outside, like, ah, shit, it's a full moon. Because everybody's outside, you can see. You can I think, see. It, I think it corresponds to the beginning of the month and the checks from welfare. Because the no. tenderloin, oh, there are days when, especially if it's a full moon and it's a time when people especially get their checks. Especially if it's a full moon. It's, if it's between the third and like the seventh. Yeah. Things get crazy yeah. because everyone just got their checks and they're like, wow, great. So it really, I think it really affects the whole mood of San Francisco when, when people have money, when people have money, what, what when would the, you call that calendar, <laughs> what, what cycle is that? That's the, it's the EVT cycle. <laughs> I, I call it the uh, food stamp cycle. Food stamps. Yeah. I'm on that. I really enjoy the eighth of every month. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm, well, I'm on mine. I re up on the third. So, and this month I only have $11 and 80 cents. I never go all the way to the end. So I, I'm almost there. Today's the 29th. I've got the 30th, the 31st. Ooh, I've got five days. Yeah. I don't. Have, usually I have a lot and a lot left at the end of the month. I really love my EBT. You're, but you work hard. You don't do any of these government subsidies. You don't believe in that. I wouldn't say I don't believe in it. It's just not for me. I, mm. I you know, I was lucky enough to not be trained in how to use them. I don't know. It's right. like it's a luxury to not know shit about how to get those honestly, benefits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like to be quite so it honest, makes you do it. Yeah, it makes you do the things. Yeah, I it's mean, great I though. Know. Well, I used to have to jump through the hoops every three months and then they moved it to six months and now it's every year so it's a lot easier it's just once a year in december i have to prove to them that i'm poor and they go okay you're poor and then they let me eat which is really nice i mean most of the money i make is off of tips which as a gesture you know fits somewhere in between like largesse and shame so it's like the margins in which i live you know and it's you know as minimum wage increases like i've seen my you know, hourly stay the same because there's right. no such thing as a raise anymore. Now the minimum is the new maximum. So, sure, sure. You know, raises yeah. are, that's like now like, you know, anachronism. So it's like, uh, for me, it's still all tips. So if you ain't getting tips, you ain't getting shit in this city. Right. And mm-hmm. tips, yeah, as a social act, you know, it's, you know, somewhere in between people's largesse and like, this is who I am, I tip. Right, 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 right. Shame, right, right, right. like, oh, I'm gonna give them something, you know. Like. Well, I just think that I mean, we've decided as a society that 20% should be the... I think that they shouldn't even... It should just be included. They should just include 20% everywhere you go. I have feelings about this, to be honest with you. But then yeah. if you want to give more than 20%, you can. So it's like 20% becomes the minimum. I mean, and I've heard that it's an acronym for to ensure prompt service. Absolutely, yeah. And so... but then why, I, then why don't you tip at the beginning? Right, well, I, I think that's a great idea. And in fact, in a lot of movies, you see people walking in the door greasing everybody's hands on the way in. That's fair. That's you know? entirely fair. Yeah. Well, I think, though, now in this city, when you're greasing the palms, it means I'm going to be an asshole and you're going to like me anyway. I've had people... And you know what? They're right. And they're right. So, uh, one of my one of my friends, uh, he's, a, he's in advertising and he's a douche, right? He makes a lot of money and when he travels, he has a per diem. He doesn't give a fuck. Douchebags are assholes that don't know they're assholes, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he walks in super loud and the first thing he does is whatever bar it is, even at Bender's, he's done it. Uh, he gives the bartender a 20. He goes, I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be obnoxious. I'm going to keep tipping you, but I'm just saying, here's where we start. Yeah. 
That's good. And they're like, he knows he's like got some ground to make up. Like, that's good. Right. Yeah. So and then dig up, stupid. Exactly. And then and then I end up getting embarrassed. I'm like, why do you? Why do you have to yell? Why do you have to be like that? And he's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. I already paid for it. And it's like, well, I guess if you're paying for your entitlement, I guess that's its own thing. But I still think it's kind of douchey. You might as well just be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never have any money ever. I'm so fucking poor always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do appreciate it in that I could never buy my way into a community. There's no way I ever fucking grief, grease enough palms. I just have to be a good enough. I have to present value in terms of being a person. Right. Which, uh, I mean, it's satisfying in one sense, but then in another sense, it's fucking brutally defeating. Right? I can never, I can never, I can never pay fine. a cover. Ever, you know? And if I can't convince somebody to let me in, then I just can't. I just can't. Oh, you've got enough charisma, Captain. Yeah, come on. I know, right? You got it. I pull a fucking accordion out. Get back in there, Steve. Yeah. (laughs) You've got the the accordion shtick. It's a good one. Yeah, but you only get like fucking one shot at the... In getting in the door. Well, I used to... (laughs) I used to... um, Tell jokes outside for cigarettes. If I needed to bum a cigarette off someone, I'd say... I'll trade you a joke for a cigarette because I'm at least giving them something mm-hmm. instead of, you know, nothing. But then that usually, you know, sometimes they'll say, no, nah, I don't want to. I'm like, seriously, you don't want a joke? You just want to give me a cigarette? That's fine, too. But really, the a joke weird, is good. Like, drunk discovery that street cheaters, you can buy Lucy cigarettes off of for that dollar. Interesting. I'm like, wow. Like, I should, like as, as soon as I got the knowledge, even while drunk, I was like, I need to obliterate this from my mind. And right. Instead, I'm saying it over the radio. But like, right, right. Yeah, but. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Lucy cigarette story. I've always the cover of a street sheet. I've always wanted um, for bars to sell them individually because I don't want to buy a full pack. I really don't, and I know it's like super illegal. But I'm like, you can't just have one pack behind the bar that you charge a buck a piece for. I would easily do that. I would totally do that because sometimes I don't want to buy a full pack. I want to smoke that night. I don't want them the next day because then I'm going to smoke them. And I just I want to smoke. Bartenders smoke, yeah. don't want to interact with you that much, you know, because you're right. probably going to want more than one. Right. You know? But still, if you you could, they end up getting two. They'd get a, they'd get a dollar for the cigarette, and they get a dollar for a tip. Ooh, so it's dollar per the thing, like blank thing. Well, that's how I tip nice. the move Ooh, of the bartender. It's that's a, how I. Tip. It's a dollar for the move of the bartender. So even if I, so it, if this, if I get two PBRs, right. if I'm really cheap. If I get two PBRs, I might only give them a buck because it's only one move of the bartender. Sure, yeah. Wait, but, I mean, that's $2 per, that's $4, $4 total. 80 cents, 20%, a dollar is still good. So, well, there we go. But usually I'm a dollar a move. So if they make, so if if they pour two IPAs, it's a $2 tip. Mm-hmm. If they give me one of them, then I just tip them the price of the beer mm-hmm. and then I take both beers. But you see how ethics is behind even all of these, like, um, you know, equations. Right, exactly. If you have no ethics, then you won't make those, you know. Right, and that's why. You rack your brain as to what is 20%. I hate so many people, even at Benders, when the the douchey people come in in the afternoon because they're with a lurk party or whatever. And uh, and they don't, they're not tipping, they're not tipping enough. And they'll be, like, getting eight beers, and then I'll see them give them a five. And I'm like, you just to the bartender you don't give them a five you give them well, ten we, we all need to shame them right there right. you know what I mean like group yeah, shaming people gotta be like shame works yeah. I'm, I'm tired shame. of this uh, this shaming of shame cause shame right. is one of the most effective things in in fucking humanity you're absolutely right it works so well we just shame I the wrong shame. things 
Shame people for fucking being racist. You see somebody be racist? Yeah. Shame the fuck. Publicly shame them. Right on. They'll stop yeah. doing it. Yeah, I agree. It's absolutely true. But it's got to be right there at the point of like. Yeah, it has to be right the there. Offense, you know, because otherwise it's too abstract. I shame for bad parenting sometimes, and I, but only when I'm leaving the bus because I don't want to get beaten up. Um, I was on the 22 at 16th Street, and I was getting off, and a lady got on with her seven-year-old child, and she called him. She's like, "You're so fucking stupid." And he was a cute little boy, and he was just trying to get on the bus. I think he like dropped his backpack off his shoulder. Nothing. He did. There was no offense. So like he's sitting down and I gave him a look like I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I gave him like that mouth like, I'm sorry, your mom's a cunt. But then I said, bad parenting. And I like ran off the bus. <laughs> and I like, you know, and I was afraid. I like look back because she's going to like be banging on the window or something. Be like, fuck you, white cunt. Fuck you. Who's your opinion means nothing. like the asshole. But I was like, you, you're, you're bad. Bad parent. Don't you shouldn't. Don't, don't ever, ever call do you. That to people with dogs. Oh, don't even like get into how they treat their dogs. Oh well, that's uh, important. Um, too important. Not important enough. Don't even get into it. It's right. like everything about their honor and integrity is wrapped up in their wrapped up in their dog, dog and the relationship with that dog. Yeah. In fact, there is a certain zen to like holding something on a leash that's taking a shit that you like fed the animal to make. You know, like interesting. I can see this like meditative process. Like, huh? Yeah, like they can feel the vibrations on the leash, you know, or something, and it's like somehow transmitting some sort of nirvana. <laughs> I support. This. I fed you that human-grade ingredient dog food, and now you're taking a shit on the sidewalk. Oh. Yeah. It's a great shit, dog. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're loving it. <laughs> That's why I feed you that. Dogs, I love you. dogs in restaurants, yay or nay? Uh, nay. No, says, no. Yeah. No one wants but, dog I mean, hair in their like, food. Everybody thinks they're filthy animals, special and important. But I mean, why anthropomorphize like an animal the same way as you shouldn't anthropomorphize existence into God? Wow. And also, why do you need a dog at a restaurant? Yeah, what's, what's the support? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's the right? Fucking ignoring. No, I'm, I'm being I'm being rude to people that are blind, and I'm being rude, to, you know, obviously. But no, dogs at restaurants. It's like, I just, it's it's always a trespass, and it's just a matter of if that trespass is okay. But it doesn't change the fact that it's inherently a trespass. Right, right, I mean? right, right. Everybody else is affected by there being a sloppy, filthy animal in their presence while they're trying to eat some food. I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah, not a dog fan. That's okay. That's just me, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. True. Dog or God. Yeah, either way, but either way. I, I, I'm also, uh, I'm actually really good with maps, but that's my name spelled backwards, so I, I have to believe in maps. <laughs> what about spam? Is, you know, spam isn't bad, and it's delicious. It's, I hate it so much. It's the, I mean, I've eaten it in Hawaiian food restaurants quite a bit. The, uh-huh the spam thing with the rice and the egg and the whole deal and a little bit yep. of seaweed that is a like, legacy of like militarism in Hawaii yeah absolutely yeah, okay it's yeah. canned yeah. can meat and yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. with pineapple which is so weird like I feel like that's this California too like we you know talk about the fresh produce and the vineyards and stuff military is here too big time yeah, like that's yeah. that's what supports us it's, it's very sad yeah all of Camp Pendleton all of uh, so, there's a lot in Southern California I guess and even up here well, it's everywhere. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. There's there's weapons facilities and terrible where stuff. I'm from Livermore. Oh right, I grew. I was born in Livermore. Yeah. Oh yeah, they developed a thermobaric bomb. That's the bunker buster. They developed a super laser there. There's particle accelerators underneath yeah. the cow pastures. It's amazing. Really? There's well, a whole freeway exit that you can't go down. It's called El Charo. 
can't go down there. It's well, it's dangerous now because so one of the when I grew up in Danville, one of the dads at the church that I went to, his he died when his son was in fifth grade. So I was in sixth grade and his son was in fifth grade, and I remember the whole thing. And he died from like crazy cancer because he worked at the Lawrence Livermore lab. That's what I'm talking like, about. Like he got, yeah. he got like crazy fucking cancer because he was working on radioactive things. Yeah, yeah. And, Sandy uh, is the other one. It's right before you go over the Altamont Pass. Yeah, but I was I was born I'm I'm a Livermore. I was yeah, born me too. there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were born were you born at Livermore Memorial yeah, Hospital? Yeah, I was actually born. That's there. so funny. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Oh yeah. my god, we were born at the same hospital. Yeah, that's really funny. Well, I know it's just lo- what what are you gonna say, Zach? Uh, yeah, I was born there too. No, he, <laughs> same, same he was born. He was born in yeah, Alaska. Like anything, some weirdo. It like it'd be weird. Yeah. Then this is religion versus community, and I like now we've you know we've ostracized. We've Zach. ostracized Zach. Back no, no, no I was born there. I was born there. <laughs> I, I swear to you, I was born there. Uh, I mean, I'd kill anybody oh, yeah, that didn't think child. I was born they there. They gave you an automatic circumcision, like they did. <laughs> they gave you an automatic circumcision. Hell yeah, I'm not Jewish. That's isn't that weird? How they it was just for help. to your help. Right. Well, it's because American moms in the 70s and 80s were lazy and they didn't want to clean out their little boy's schmegma. It, it's it's not that big of a... If you put an 18-month-old in water, they clean out their own dick. It's not a problem. They want to play with their dick all the time. I don't understand why we just... Honestly, it's like genital mutilation. Everyone in the late 90s got all up in arms about genital mutilation of women in Africa, but no one's been saying about how we've been doing it to our own people since the 50s. Just like no choice at all in the matter because moms are lazy. Well, no, I sort of think it's sleek, stylish. I I mean I guess, but we all decided it was sleek and stylish. Yeah, right. I have no option but to yeah, adoption of describe it in glowing terms. Glowing. Well, I didn't even know. I didn't know that anyone had uncircumcised penises until I got to college, and I was trying to give this guy a hand job, and I didn't know what to do. I had no. I was like, I don't know what to do with this at all, and he had to like show me, and I was like. Do can do. I've never. I have no. I. I have no idea what's happening here. It was yeah, really weird. freaky like, for me. The, the natural version of human is more like difficult to interact with. Confusing <laughs> yeah. and like, how do I? What is it? What do I? And then I was like, I'm not gonna stick that in my mouth. That's what. What yeah. do we? Are that's ooh, weird. Be that game show dick. Game. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> what that means. Polished. Oh, polished. Rendition. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And behind door two, we have game show dick. All right. Well, we we did it. We made it a full hour. Um, Zach, do you have any final words on anything you want to let the people know on some call me yeah, ten? Giant crab claw is people. Giant crab claw is people. It's people. I looked up Indian crabs prized by Chinese, and I actually got the Chinese mitten crab. The mitten crab. Yeah, mittens. it's the sounds. <laughs> it's because their pincer is so big. They call it a mitten. Name a cat that'll eventually eat your face. When right. You die. The Chinese they're animals mitten people, crab. They're not people. Yeah. They're uh, and I'm sure that people will will be be oh they're cute Ooh, little yeah. things. Sidewalk politics. Three abreast. We're Three the best. Three abreast. We're the best. Uh, I definitely. Single file, everybody. Single file. Uh, here we go. We're going to play some pervert fervor for the next hour. This is uh, foreplay during the apocalypse because he didn't, he didn't send me a new one. So, please enjoy. Thank you so much again, Zach, for being here. Uh, Zach and Zach. Thank you for having me.
And we'll uh, keep listening to Mutiny Radio. And we're going to... I don't know what's happening later tonight. I don't I don't care. <laughs> no, 6 o'clock is House of Pride. I don't have to teach the kids today, so I'm really excited. So I'm going to drink. And uh, you guys all have a good afternoon. Thanks again, Zach. Yay!
sorry, but I really don't believe you, Ollie. Waiting for the great leap forward. And it's a mighty long way down rock and roll from East Berlin to the Letterman Show. And you're waiting for the great leap forward. So join the struggle while you may. The revolution is just a T-shirt away. Waiting for the great leap Hi, Billy. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Still not free Still not free 